This is the Relationship Badass Podcast, where we learn to open our hearts and love authentically. It's an honor to have you here. Now, let's go deep together. souls and welcome back to episode 52 of the relationship badass podcast my name is nikki sunshine and it is an honor and a joy to be with you all today thank you for sharing a few of your precious moments with me here today Thank you for sharing your precious moments with me today. (laughs) I've been singing a lot lately, y'all, more than usual, because for me, singing is a means of moving energy through my system, and so I find myself singing a lot these days. Welcome, welcome back. Hmm. We are in, so episode 52. That means if I was perfect and consistent for the last year and had put out an episode every single week, we would officially be at the one year birthday party of this podcast. (laughs) And the truth is, there have been a few weeks along the way where I didn't put out episodes and those of you that have been following me for a while know that. So we're actually a little bit older than a year old, which is fucking incredible and mind-blowing for me. Ooh, so I want to share a little story with you guys. I was at a beautiful event that happens in Lakewood, Colorado, which is really close to Denver. If you're local and you haven't heard of the Cuddle and Dance Temple, I am a huge fan of this event. Um, It happens every single Saturday, and the event is basically meant to be a safe space to come, be yourself. You don't have to be social or bubbly to show up, no matter how you're doing. You're welcome and loved there. And so each week it starts at 8 p.m. At 8 p.m. someone leads a workshop, some kind of connection, authentic relating workshop. Uh, Then after that there's a two-hour long ecstatic dance. While the ecstatic dance is going on, there's another room where they serve hot tea and there's snacks and deep and beautiful conversation going on. There's the ecstatic dance. There's an art station so you can paint, you can draw. And then there's squish set up for cuddles and connection in that way. And then after the ecstatic dance, they do a open mic. So I have actually sang at this event three times now. Um, Twice I sang songs that I wrote, which was terrifying, (laughs) but really 
really powerful and it's such a safe space um, and supportive and nourishing and loving that I am not the only one who's reported, oh yeah, this is the first place I ever felt safe enough to share my gifts. So it's a really cool event. I highly recommend it to anyone who's local here. So I was asked to teach a workshop there last Saturday. And so I did, and it was beautiful. After the workshop, um, during the ecstatic dance, I was in the tea room. Um, a man came up to me, and <sighs> I feel tears arising as I even go back to this experience because it was so unexpected and so shocking to me and so validating and I have chills running down my spine just thinking about it. <clears throat> I met this man, I believe his name was Tyler, and he introduced himself and basically proceeded to share with me, yeah, the whole reason I'm here tonight is because I saw your name on the docket. I said, oh, really? Cool. So you know my work. He said, yeah, actually, I first found you at your Rise workshop, which I did a workshop at a Rise festival this past summer, so that was in August. Amplify Love was the name of the workshop. So he shares with me, yeah, I actually found you at the Arise workshop. That was incredible. Blew my mind. So then I ended up, you know, looking you up and I've been following your podcast and your Instagram ever since then. So that's what, like five months now. And he proceeded to share. I mean, this man literally was highlighting episodes like this episode changed my life in this way and this one changed my life in this way. And... um he shared with me that, yeah, I've sent like 10 of my guy friends your podcast, <laughs> which, or, or I don't think he said 10, I think he said a, like a handful, like five. Um, but that was, that was surprising. So he's basically just sharing gratitude and feedback about all this content I've created and validating for me that there's anyone out there listening. So um, just to finish out the story, he ended up sharing, yeah, so I've been learning and taking all this stuff in all these months, and it prepared me for when I met this beautiful woman, and then he points to this gorgeous woman across the room and reveals that they're now in a relationship, and it's spacious and free and authentic, and, and basically said thank you for helping me be prepared to step into a relationship like that. <sighs> So that felt really good to hear. And I know y'all don't know what it's like on this side, but just to give you a little idea, I've probably talked to maybe 20, maybe 30 of you over this last year and few weeks that I've been doing the podcast, um, either through email, through Instagram messages, something like that. And then I've, I think I have 10 or 11 reviews. It's not a lot. It's a very small amount of reviews for a podcast that's been around this long. So. If you're out there and you've been listening and you've been following and you've been learning and I don't know who you are, I really want to know who you are. Um, you know, I kind of get in front of this mic each week and say, huh, hopefully someone's listening or otherwise I'm just making this podcast, which would be fine too. Um, and as many of you know, it, I don't get paid to make a podcast. I've been doing this every single week for a year just to share what I feel is important content messages with you all. So the quote-unquote currency of podcasts comes in two forms. Number one is podcast reviews, y'all. I'm begging you. If you've been getting 
observed from this podcast, everything in life is an energy exchange, right? So if I'm taking and receiving energy but not giving it back out, there's mis- I'm out of balance. So if you feel like you've received a lot of value and energy and potency from this podcast, my request for you in this moment is to pause, scroll down to the bottom of your screen, tap one to five stars, literally takes two seconds. And then if you're feeling so inclined, you can take about 30 more seconds and actually write me a review, which just tells other people what your experience has been listening to this podcast. Um, So that's the first form of currency. Second form of currency is literally just reaching out to me and letting me know, hey, I'm listening, I'm learning, thank you. I don't need it, but I want it. (laughs) I don't need you guys to reach out to me and tell me that you're being served. I'll keep showing up anyway. And after getting that taste this Saturday, I thought, I want this. I want to know if there's people out there getting served. So you can do that by taking a screenshot of this podcast right now and sending it to three friends that you think will benefit from this show. You can also take that screenshot, share it on your Instagram or Facebook story, tag me at Relationship Badass and just say, hey world, this is a podcast I enjoy. Spread it that way. Um, You can slide into my direct messages on Facebook or Instagram as well and just say, hey, I've been a listener and and let me meet you and introduce yourself. Um, Or you can send me an email, relationshipbadass at gmail.com. If you feel so inclined, man, I would love to hear from you. I'm oh so curious who's out there. (sighs) So, So, to smoothly transition into today's gratitude opening, I want to thank Tyler, who I met the other day, who shared feedback and validation with me that I didn't know I was craving until he shared it and I started crying. Thank you, Tyler, for taking moments out of your day and energy out of your system to come up to me physically and share your appreciation. (sighs) It felt really good to receive, really good in my system. And just especially right now in my life, I felt so ungrounded this last month since the separation with Warren and moving around. And something about that moment just really hit me in my core. So... Gratitude and many blessings and love to Tyler. (laughs) I hope I'm remembering your name right. And if you're listening to this and you're like, damn, she butchered my name. Shoot me a message and I'll I'll fix it. (sighs) So for those of you that have been following this journey of separating with an open heart from my past partner, Warren, um, I just yesterday moved into my final, the final home I'll be living in until I leave the country. And it feels so good. Um, So actually, this is kind of an interesting story, just about learning to really tap in and listen to my body's knowing, even when my mind has a different idea. So I was actually supposed to stay at this, at another house, um, for the rest of my time here. That's where I've been for the last week. That was going to be where I landed until I left for Bali on March 3rd. And I love 
the people who live in that house so much were dear, dear, dear friends. And so it seemed easy when that opportunity showed up. Now, basically what ended up happening is within a few days, my I could feel in my body heaviness. Not clean, flowy energy, but like like jagged, jagged, not aligned energy. That's what I felt in my system. It felt heavy. It felt kind of jagged, like pressure. I'm thinking, okay, what's going on here? You know, because I'm very in tune with my body these days. And so I start to get curious and I, and I start to wonder, is this home not where I'm supposed to land until I leave? A little side note. I'm in a very particular time in my life and I'm very clear on what I need right now. So I'm in a space of crazy transition. Chaos is the word I've been using a lot. Just chaos. My life is in boxes and bags. You know, until yesterday I'd been moving around in between five different homes, including the mountain house for um, the last month. So chaos has been present and I know that right now I need a place that has space for me to unravel in this time of transition. I need to feel safe, held, and able to express whatever is coming through my system during this process, right? And so I wasn't feeling that fully at the last house, not because anyone who lives there isn't incredible, simply because relationships, right? You're incredible, I'm incredible, and when we come together, now our we space has its own energy, its own beingness, its own dynamic. And the we space I was creating with the beautiful people in that house just wasn't flowy, it wasn't easy, it was tense in my experience. So I started to think, oh man, did I, did I make a decision that's not in alignment? Should I not be here? And so I could feel that truth in my body, but... Then my mind would come in and say, no, 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 no. You already committed to living here. You already paid them rent. These are your good friends. You want to be there for them. You want to help them out. And, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to upset them by saying you have to move, right? This is the mind's chatter coming in. So I've got my body saying, this is not alignment. But then my mind saying, oh no, what if I leave? Are they going to be mad at me? Are they going to be upset? Maybe I should just make it work. This is super challenging, but maybe I'm supposed to stay here and grow because I know I can grow when I'm in, you know, being challenged. So these are kind of the thoughts that were occupying my mind space. And so I ended up actually first talking to the people who lived in the house and they are so epic and fucking A plus humans that they were like, girl, live in your truth. Whatever is your truth is yours. <laughs> so that definitely helped. Um, but even before I had that confirmation, I said to myself, okay, I know that when it's in alignment, it's ease-filled, it's simple, it just, it, it works out, it aligns, right? Yes, of course, there's going to be some physical work I have to do to put it together, but it comes together with ease when it's in alignment. So I said, okay, I'm going to reach out into the sphere of people I know, into the universe, to the world around me. And if I find somewhere else to move that feels ease-filled and aligned and whatnot, then that's where I'm supposed to go. And if I don't, then I know I'm supposed to stay here. So I reached out. 
um, to a few friends and within an hour I had a new space set up and that's and then like I mentioned the people I was living with were just completely supportive totally you know I tend to surround myself with really bomb ass people so (laughs) my closest friends we honor each other in following our truths even if that means my perfect comfort scenario has to be challenged or my feelings get hurt right so I was totally supported and so I packed up my things again yesterday and made my final move into this incredible room y'all I've never been so grateful to call a little square room in a basement mine (laughs) this just so happens to be the home where I've also stored the few things I'm keeping while I travel including my mattress and my antique desk that I'm obsessed with so I literally have my mattress my 12 100 thread count Egyptian cotton sheets, my fluffy pillows, my soft elephant blanket, my down comforter. I've got my desk set up with my pictures of my mom. I mean, I am I really feel at home right now and it feels like such a blessing as I'm about to go on this ungrounded adventure for who knows how long. Um, to have this little space to ground down in for the next three weeks before I leave. So something I just want to touch on is how did I know? So how did I know that the move for me was to leave and come to this space that feels more easy? It just feels easier to live here for me right now. How did I know to do that rather than stay at the other house, which was more challenging for me to live in, but as a growth person, you could say, was allowing me the opportunity for lots of growth, right? So I'm kind of addressing this because I've gotten this question a lot in the context of relationships and partnerships. People asking me, how do I know when... I'm supposed to stay in the relationship even though there's all of these challenges because I'm meant to stay here and grow versus when this challenging dynamic is no longer actually serving me and I'm meant to leave. Hmm, Such a big question, right? So, I mean, I'm just going to share what I did because this was me just last week sitting there thinking, okay, am I running away from this house that's challenging me? Am I running away from opportunities to grow and become more authentic and more badass here? Or is this other home actually in more alignment? (sighs) So I asked, I asked this question and I asked this question to uni, to the universe. What does this look like for me? So if I have a big question I'm asking, you know, like for guidance or for direction from uni, typically I'm going to set myself up a little bit. So I know I can hear uni's potent guidance and messages more clearly when I am still, when I am silent, when I am in internal peace, right? So back when I lived on the mountain house, I would almost always, if I had a question to ponder and ask uni or some of you might 
use spirit or spirit guides or God or universe. I call her Uni. It's my little nickname for her. Back at the mountain house, I would almost always go on a walk in my backyard in the woods with the trees. There's this little rock spot I would sit on. Just look out at the great divide and the gorgeous, immaculate beauty of the mountains and and just breathe. So that's what I would do then. Now, in this moment, I can relate to a lot of you who are like, cool, I don't have a gorgeous, immaculate mountainside backyard overlooking the Great Divide. (laughs) Me either. So what have I been doing lately? Because I've been living not in the city of Denver, but down the mountain you know, in like normal suburbs kind of thing. Um, It's been a few different houses, but not in nature. Um, So now what I do is I find myself a place where I feel safe. So right now that would be my womb, my bed. I would get in my bed. Um, I could be sitting at my desk. I might be sitting just somewhere in my home that feels safe. Um, Wherever that sacred you space exists in your home. And if you don't have sacred use space and you're interested in learning more, you can reach out to me. <clears throat> Going to your sacred space. I, For me personally, I'll light some candles, light an incense. Scents and smells really help me bre- become present. Just drop into the moment and ooh, smell all the different scents. <sighs> and I will typically get very still. Sometimes I do a little meditation and just, now I'll just let you all know, I am not a meditation pro by any means. Meditation has actually been very hard for me ever since I started trying it. And so I do meditation and I do it in what I call manageable bits. (laughs) So I'm learning. So for me, it's often three minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes at a time. And my mind often wanders. I'm still in that phase of meditation where I'm really learning how to stay very present. So the key for me is when my mind wanders, instead of going like, oh God, what are you doing? No, get back to the meditation. Come on. Instead of that, because that draws me further out of presence, I actually instead just go, um, oh, whoops. Okay. Back to the meditation. That's it. I notice my mind water and go, oh, whoops. Okay, back to the meditation. And what I sort of envision as I'm doing the meditation is as I breathe in, I give my breath like a, it's like this gold sparkle dust. So I envision this gold sparkle dust coming up my throat. And with each breath out, I just envision this little like poof of gold sparkle dust coming out of my mouth. And that's how I stay present. Sometimes I do um, guided meditations. So for an example, I'm in this 21-day abundance meditation that was designed by Deepak Chopra. Um, shout out to my sister from another Mr. Mamanoli, a.k.a. Noel, for getting me into this meditation, this 21-day practice. Um, and he, in his meditations, They're guided, and he has a Sanskrit mantra that gets lightly repeated that he encourages you to come back to if if the mind wanders. So I just want to 
it's a little bit of a rant, but for those of you that are like, damn, all these people talk about meditation. It's so hard for me to stay present. It's okay. Me too. And meditation, like anything, is a practice. So I've been practicing meditation, not completely consistently, but on and off for about a year. And I still, my mind still wanders, right? I'm still human. So it's okay. Here's a big fat permission slip for it to be okay. That you're not like a Buddha on a mountaintop that's oscillating off the ground because you're so woke. (laughs) So to kind of dial back, back to how do I ask universe for guidance? So I like to, when I, when I ask the question, especially like, I kind of like to make a ritual of it the first time, you know, it's like, oh, that's a big question. So I'll set the stage. I'll go to my sacred space. I'll light my candles, my incense, bring out my oils. I'll do my meditation. Sometimes I'll do, put on some tantric drums and do a little bit of a dance that brings me into my body. Um, Sometimes it might be a little bit of self massage or just self touch. Um, Sometimes it's singing or or prayer or chanting. Um, So there's a variety of things I'll do to kind of open the space um, and and bring myself into presence. Um, I also like to bring with me any crystals that I'm jamming with at the time. So right now I have this beautiful rose quartz that my dear sister Freya gave to me to bring along on my travels. And this incredible grounding stone my sister Brianna gave to me that I wear around my neck. So in this moment, I would bring those with me. Hmm. I might bring a journal. That feels like that's what I want to do. Once I once I cultivate this space with some intention and create this little ritualistic space and do my dance or my prayer or my breath or combination meditation, then I open my chest physically. I open my hands. I open my body. Because when I'm physically open, I'm open to receiving, open to hearing. And I say to Uni, Uni, would you be so kind as to shed some guidance or light on this situation I'm in? I don't know what to do. I'm scared. Please help me know what the... the, best interest decision for all for myself for life is in this instance I might even go into it and say you know on one hand I could stay in this house and and it's challenging but I can feel that you know these shadow sides are being illuminated so there's some growth here on the other side I can go to this other house and basically have all the space I need and just be me and be expressed and not be challenged and just be held so I can ask and you know get as specific as I want and then I just stay still for a few minutes ask the question and stay still Hmm. I use really deep breath in this moment just really deep breath to help me slow down and stay more present Now, here's the key. I typically don't just get an answer right then and there, right? 
So if you come into this with the expectation of, you better have an answer for me, uni. <laughs> um, you know, well, there's an expectation right there, which if you've been hanging out here for a while, you know we're not keen on expectations in the relationship badass family. We like to shift those into conscious agreements. Um, but if you come into this, I just encourage you, don't expect that you're going to have a voice whispering in your ear right away, right? In fact, oftentimes, signs don't come like that. Um, so I'm going to go into that in a little bit here, like the ways that I receive signs. And I just want to say, you know, don't like be open to signs showing up in ways you could have never expected. Now, sometimes I literally do have a whispering in my ear. But here's the key. If I wasn't open to receiving the signs of the universe, I might easily receive her whispering in my ear and then just tell myself, oh, that was just a thought. You see that? So oftentimes we are all susceptible to receiving signs from the universe, God, spirit guides, whatever you, you would like term you like to use. However, if I'm not open to receiving them, if I don't believe they're there, I'm not open to looking for them I'm gonna miss them they're gonna they're gonna show up as what a lot of people call you guys can't see my air quotes but luck or irony um, I don't believe in luck or irony I believe in universal signs so it requires opening and being open to receiving the signs and the guidance <sighs> So to kind of go back to my story here, I set some space and I asked Uni, what do I do here? What do I do? At the end of my ritual, I became still. And then I proceeded about my day. <sighs> so one of the first signs I got in response to my question was the fact that I found a place within an hour and it was really easy. So remember earlier I had said, you know, I'm in this state of looking for signs. So for a lot of people, that might not even be a sign. They, that Someone might call that irony. Oh, I was thinking about moving and then someone happened to have a place open up that's really easy and, and simple to move to. How ironic. I call that a sign. So for me, the first sign I got was, okay, I reached out to a few people and within an hour, I have a space that I could move to that feels good. Okay, I see you, universe. Um, another sign I received was when I, then I started to do a little research. I'm like, okay, where are the places I'm going to the most right now? UPS, I'm sorry, USPS, Walmart, um, Natural Grocers, it's my grocery store, and uh, and my yoga studio, Kindness. Those are like the four places I'm going to the most regularly um, because I'm selling all my shit, so I'm sending out a bunch of packages, things I've sold. I'm going to Walmart, like I'm buying things for my travels. I need adapters for Southeast Asia and all these things. And so I've been going to Walmart a lot, you know, travel day packs and buying things and returning them and, and figuring out what I what's going to be the best fit so I've been going to Walmart a lot kindness yoga studio is where I have my membership for this month so I've been going there regularly 
and um, Natural Grocery is my grocery store. So I looked up each of those places in the distance to my the house I'm living in now. This is before I moved here. So I was thinking, okay, let's just see if it's actually convenient for what I really need these next three weeks. There's literally a kindness yoga studio two minutes down the road, okay? At my old place, I was driving like 13 minutes to get to the yoga studio. There is a natural grocer's two minutes down the road. At the place I was just living at, I was driving 15 or 16 minutes to get to the natural grocer's. There's a USPS two minutes down the road. <laughs> at the last place I was living, I was driving 13 minutes to get to the USPS store, which is shocking to me because normally everywhere I've been, there's always like a close USPS. Um, so that was interesting. And then Walmart is like six minutes from here. And at the last place I was at, I think it was 14 or 15 minutes. So when I did that check-in, I went, okay, another sign. Right? So sometimes Muni shows me signs in the way of what a lot of people would call ironies or something that's ironic. Oh, wow, it's so ironic that the four places I've been going to consistently multiple times a week are all within five minutes of this new house. Right? Um, so for me, instead of irony, I just say, oh, okay, there's another sign. Hmm. Um, so the, the final sign, well, so another sign for me was like I told you about when I then checked in with the, the beautiful humans who I just was living with and they all gave me a ton of support. I was like, okay, I feel really supported in this move. Now I will say oftentimes people won't support you. Why? Because most people are unaware to them walking around projecting their own fears, insecurities, feelings onto everyone else in the whole world. So I'm blessed to have the people I do in my life who can hold that space. But I just want to say, if the people I was just living with had said, fuck you, you can't leave and we don't support this. To me, that wouldn't have been a sign to not go. <sighs> because I know oftentimes people can't support me in following my truth and that's okay. So just a little caveat on that piece. Um, okay, so the final sign I had was quite literally a voice in my head. And the voice said, because I was again asking Muni. So to be clear, when I'm pondering a big question, I will set up a ritual like I described in the, earlier in this episode to ask the question. I like to put intention into it and care because it's important to me. And once I do that, I will, like, once I'm sitting with a question, I will be asking it constantly, just walking around the streets like, Uni, any guidance you have, please send me signs. What do I do here? What do I do here? It's kind of like, okay, I've brought the question into this we space, me and Uni. She's sitting with it. I'm sitting with it. <laughs> um, so there was another day where I was just sitting in the house that I used to live in, and I was asking again, asking Uni, what do I do? Should I stay here for the growth? I leave um, and the voice in my head said to me <laughs> I'm just gonna give you guys the exact voice that I heard it goes like this bitch 
he was about to sign up for six months to a year of living out of a backpack in a country you've never been to by yourself. You think you're not going to get growth? Yeah, no, you definitely don't need to put yourself in a challenging situation leading up to the most challenging adventure of your life. Actually, what you need right now is safety, support, and freedom to self-express. Go to that house, take that room, don't think twice. That's the voice I heard. So again, really easy to think, oh, that's just me and my own thoughts. But for me, that was a sign because it came through as like a feeling of like, oh, duh. Okay, this makes sense. What's actually going to support me right now? Would it actually support me to put myself in a challenging situation that felt ungrounding right before I go on an intentionally ungrounding year-long solo adventure? Does that make any sense? Or would it be more nourishing and supportive to me to be in a space where I can unravel, where I can have actual physical space to like unpack my things and get organized, where I can have a room to record in and and sing in and and be who I need to be in this transition? Is that going to be more supportive? Um, And in this moment, it's like, oh yeah, duh, of course, that's so much, that's what I need right now. So... Those were the signs I received um, when pondering this this final move I just did. Um, and I think it's really relevant because, again, so many people ask me about how do I know when to stay? How do I know when to go? And I think there's sort of a tendency with us growth junkies or growth people out there. Um, I'm curious, anyone who's listening, if you feel this, but I think there's this tendency to, like, always chase more growth like cool here's a situation that could totally support me and my desires right now but if I go over there I'll be challenged which means I have to look at my shit which means I'll have to grow which is fucking great I love growth I love leaning into the discomfort and honoring the challenges it's just opportunities for me to get more deeply connected to the truth of who I am more deeply rooted and grounded in my own body, in my own self. And yet, there's a time and a place, right? And the the real question is, is this in alignment right now? I think of life and it's like these ebbs and flows and, you know, there's moments of like deep internal going inward and growth and digging out the shadows and, and then there's like waves of like, okay, whew, yeah, I just did a lot of growing. I need to just chill for a minute. (laughs) So this period right here feels for me like that chill time. As many of you know, I've been on that mountain for almost three years since my, uh, I moved up there shortly after my mom passed away and I just went into myself. Oh, I just went into myself and I didn't see my friends or community barely at all over those few years and just spent so much time in that sanctuary knowing I needed to go internal and dig up all the shadows and put myself into that discomfort. And now what feels true is I have these three weeks. I'm here to be with myself, connect with my community before I leave because I have the most beautiful community in Colorado 
I'm also flying home to see my family in Wisconsin in a couple of days, so going to connect with that community. I also love dearly. And just be me and not seek out extra challenging growth in this particular moment. So it feels really good to be clear in that, you know. It feels really good to be clear in that. So I want to share a couple other ways or a few more ways that I oftentimes receive signs from the universe. Um, I didn't touch on those in this particular example, but these are ways that I tap into the universal guidance often. So I want to share them with y'all now. Hmm. So another way I receive guidance from the universe, and this is my favorite way, um, and I did touch on it in the story, but I'm going to bring it back because it's so important, is tapping into my body. Tapping into my body and her inner knowing and wisdom. That's my go-to, right? So I know my mind can confuse me with its ever-changing thoughts and ideas and directions. And I know my body is fucking clear. So the key is learning to tap into that body's wisdom and innate knowing and intuitive knowing, right? This is what I do with my clients. Um, my signature Wealth of Self program is a three to six month program, depending on the person. Um, that is all about tune, learning to tune into that, the, our body's wisdom. Going throughout the day and being able to tap in and just make all of the decisions through the lens of the body's knowing. And actually moving out of that space of the mind, which is where anxiety lives. So if I'm always trying to make decisions in my mind, that's, for a lot of people, leads to anxiety. Because again, the mind is here, it's there, it's everywhere, it's got all these ideas and directions. And so that causes anxiety. Should I stay? Should I go? Oh my God, my friends are going to be mad if I leave, but if I go, but that feels easier, but should I stay here for the growth? I don't know. You feel the anxiousness in the air there? Hmm. Learning to tap into the body eliminates that. It eliminates that. So this is like some of my favorite work in the world, learning to tap into the body's innate knowing and wisdom. Mm. So that is where I make a lot of my decisions from. So oftentimes when I'm pondering a big decision, should I stay or should I go, let's say. I'm going to ask that question a lot. So I'm going to drop into myself, get some breath going, become really present with myself. And I'm going to ask the question, should I stay in this house or should I go? Should I stay in this relationship or does this relationship need to be redefined? And I'm going to put my hand on the part of my body where I know my intuition speaks the most strongly. For me personally, it's right underneath my breastbone. This is where Deepak Chopra says the spiritual heart space lives. Hmm. I'm going to ask the question. I'm just going to feel into that spot, right? I'm just going to feel into it. If I feel contraction, if I feel heaviness, if I feel lightness, all of that's good information, right? <laughs> so that's one piece. Another piece is that I'm going to, or so that's, that. I'm sorry, I got a little 
my mind wandered quick. I just noticed the time and I'm like, what time's yoga again? But I still have some time. <laughs> so you guys just heard me lose presence for a second. I'm right here back with you. So another, so the body, okay? That's one, another way I receive signs from the universe is through my body's knowing. I know uni communicates with me through my body. Another way I like to receive signs in the universe from the universe is through animal animals and animal wisdom. <sighs> so I was using this a lot after my mom passed. Um, kind of on that brink of not sure if I believed in an afterlife at that point or not sure what I believed and I didn't I truly didn't believe or know back then, like, is she still with me? Can she feel me or is she just gone? I don't know. Um, so I started asking the universe, show me eagles if she's really here. Because my mom loved eagles. Um, I remember once asking to see a fox if she's really here. Um, butterflies are another one of her animals. So sometimes... When I'm really wanting a clear sign that I can see, I'll say, okay, UD, if I'm supposed to stay in this house, show me a rooster. And if I'm supposed to leave and go to that other house, show me a cow, right? And then my job after that is to stay open. And so you might see these animals in the form of written word, symbols, art, real life. Um, but sometimes I'll use animal spirits as a means of receiving signs. So sometimes I ask, like I just shared, I'll literally just ask, show me this or show me that. Sometimes animals will show up in my sphere, right? So there's, there have been times in my life, I remember actually this was happening recently um, with me and a client simultaneously. Uh, oh, I love her so much. One of my dear sisters, we're both Scorpios and we both lived on a mountain and I just, I love her so much. Um, so her and I were both experiencing a lot of deers, like just seeing a lot of deers. And so I, one day I said, whoa, that's like, I saw a couple deers this week. You just saw another deer. So then... I get curious and say, okay, what is deer medicine, right? And so we all have Google. Most of us have Google these days. So again, I'm open to the signs. If I see a lot of a certain animal in a short amount of time, that's a sign. So just to give you guys a little in on this deer medicine, this was only a few weeks ago this was happening. Um, as you guys know, I'm in the midst of the most powerful and chaotic transition of my life um, and I kept seeing deers and so deer medicine combines both soft and gentle qualities with strength and determination deer medicine asks you to be gentle with yourself deer medicine gives you the ability to move through life and obstacles with grace invites you to be in touch with your innocence and your inner child or child and to be sensitive and intuitive during this time. So, for me, just a few weeks ago when these deer kept showing up, I then looked up the medicine and was like, wow, that 
you're saying that directly to me. Nikki, be gentle with yourself during this transition. Allow yourself to move through life and obstacles with grace, right? So I like to stay open to animal signs, um, repeated numbers or angelic numbers. Uh, I'm not as much of the mind that I look up every number pattern I see. Some people are more into it like that. Um, I just, for me, when I see repeated numbers or angel numbers a lot, for me, that's just validation from universe. She's like, yep, you're on your path. Keep going. Yep, you're on your path. Keep going. (sighs) So animals, numbers, music, 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 music. You know, sometimes I'm in the midst of a big decision or a transition and then randomly I hear some song and and the lyrics can almost speak right to me, you know? You ever had that happen? So again, for me, that's a sign. I don't believe in irony. Um, so I get signs through music. Um, hmm. Yeah. It's really about being open to seeing signs that are there. Um, being open to receiving the signs that are there. So, yeah. Oh, and once in a while, once in a great while, I will receive signs that are so clear they are quite literally written out for me. So some of you heard the story a few weeks ago after Warren and I split and I realized that my four best girlfriends in the state were all preparing to leave for their own travels in a few months. So there was nowhere that made sense to land or ground down. So that's when I started asking universe, what's next for me? I got the voice in my head that said travel. I pulled out a world map. I instantly had the thought, Bali, India, Thailand. And to me, that was a sign because normally I'm not that decisive. Usually I'd be like, hmm, should I go here? Should I go there? And I just looked at the map and said, Bali, India, Thailand. So that to me was a sign, universe speaking through me. Then I started to get a little shaky in my boots a few days later and say, I'm fucking crazy. I can't go to Bali. I don't know what I'm doing. I've never been there. I've got no plan. And then I had a really weird urge to clean my car right in that moment. And I went to go clean my car. It was in the middle of a crazy windstorm. Like, so not the ideal time to clean my car. I'm cleaning out my truck. And I pit, and I grab this book I find. And I flip it over. And it's called India. And I reach in my dirty truck again and pull out another book. And it's called Thailand. And I'm like, where the fuck did these books come from? And, you know, I had taken a large box of books to Goodwill just a couple of days earlier, books I haven't looked at in years, I've just been sitting in my car, and those two fell out. I'm not even going to say happened to because you all know it's not happenstance, it's a sign. So there's a case where I literally had it spelled out for me. I held those two books in my hand and went, holy fucking shit, okay, I'm going, I got it, thanks uni. (laughs) I'm having doubts and you're literally spelling it out for me. So... Yeah, signs come in all sorts of directions. And the more I open myself up and just make opening a daily practice, 
the more open I am to receiving all these incredible signs. Hmm. Yeah. So, my favorite way to receive guidance through the universe is through my body. It's the most potent, it's the most powerful, it's the most clear for me. And then I have all these other modalities of receiving more signs and just more validation and, and confidence in my move, right? And, and at the end of the day, still the reason I'm going to Bali is because I trust. Right? I'm not going to Bali because I found a book in my car named India or because I looked at a world map and Bali came through in a very clear thought or because you know I saw a deer. Those all just give me further validation in the choice I already knew in my own system. I'm going to Bali because I trust my inner knowing. I'm leaving on March 3rd because I trusted the feeling in my body when I went to click purchase on that flight, even though I felt fucking cray-cray. So in the end, it all comes back to surrender-based trust, right? You can check that out like three, four, five episodes ago. It's an episode called Surrender-Based Trust. If you don't know what I'm talking about, it is a life changer. <sighs> so, hmm, you know what's funny, you guys? I'll just name this. This episode, this was not the plan for this episode at all. Um, I actually have a little written out thing here. I was going to do my first Ask Nikki Anything episode. Some of you guys have been sending in questions. Um, and I'm going to do this new thing where if you have a question you want answered by me, you can email it to me, relationshipbadass.gmail.com, with the email headline, Ask Nikki Anything episode. I'm going to pick one question once in a while and do a special episode called Ask Nikki Anything um, and I'll answer your question live here on the podcast. Um, that way I can really go into it deeply, dissect it with my words. You can feel so seen and, and, um, and hopefully get a you know thorough and, and deep answer to your question. Um, another reason I'm doing this is because my, I mean, simply put, my platform is becoming too big for me to keep up with all of the direct messages and intimate questions constantly. Um, anyone who's reached out to me in the last year and a half, which is when I started showing up online with relationship content, knows that I actually have been doing that single-handedly by myself, answering 20 plus messages a day for over a year now. Um, and it's felt in alignment to do that. I've had the space. It's felt good to do that. Um, it's now starting to feel like too much. So sometimes if someone catches me in the right moment and I have the space, I'll go in with them. But this is how I'm going to direct people to have their questions answers moving forward. Questions answered. <laughs> and if you have that question, it's very likely that someone else has that question too. So it serves many people that way instead of just you and me in the DMs. We get to bring that, that question to the public space here. Hmm. But yeah, I ended up telling you guys that story and just in the midst of speaking, realizing, oh, this is actually a really great place to stay and talk about because I get asked about this all the time. 
So this almost hour-long episode has been very impromptu. Um, yeah, I'm laughing. I've never done this before. I'm looking at my pages of notes that I was going to do for the episode I was planning to record. I'm just going, okay. <laughs> so I'll likely bring this Ask Nikki Anything question to you all next week. And I hope that this kind of in-the-moment sharing, um, revealing discussion around tuning into the body and universal signs when we have big questions to ask has been helpful and has served. Mm. Thank you so much for being here. If you feel so called, reach out. Let me know you are a listener. Leave me a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Screenshot this episode. Throw it on your Instagram story. Tag me in it at Relationship Badass. Send this episode to a friend or three who you know would be served by it. That is a freaking epic way to spread the word. And just keep on keeping on showing up in the world as yourself, which is the greatest blessing and gift you can give to humanity and the planet. Thank you. Thank you for showing up here, for being brave enough to look at yourself. I love you. I honor you. And I will catch you in the next episode.